You're listening to the Get Clitterate Podcast, a space dedicated to discussing things like hormones, menstruation, vaginas, sexual wellness, and all of the taboo topics in between. I'm your host, holistic health practitioner and period coach, Callie Shea. Hello, hello. In today's episode of Get Clitterate, we are talking about the basics of the process of getting off of hormonal birth control. And I really want to answer a couple frequently asked questions I get about what it's like getting off hormonal birth control, what you can expect, how to really set yourself up to succeed in this process. So if you are here for this episode, I am assuming that you already know the ins and outs of why hormonal birth control is not my favorite thing in the whole entire world. And I feel like that's a bit of an understatement. Um, I also am assuming you have your own understanding of why you want to get off of HBC and you are just looking for more information on this topic. If that is not you, I would pause this and take a minute to go through some of my other resources, other podcast episodes on my Instagram and website, because this web, this episode may not feel super relevant yet if you don't have that foundation. I'm not saying don't listen to it. You're free to do whatever the fuck you want, obviously. I just wanted to throw out that little tidbit so that you could get the most out of this episode and your time and your energy and your listening ears. So this episode is specifically for people who know they want to get off of HPC, or if you're curious about the process and you just want to start digging into it and kind of prepping your brain a little bit for it. You have probably heard all of the horror stories about getting off of hormonal birth control, or maybe you have even tried it before and you're met with terrible symptoms and you're wanting to come off, but terrified of those coming back. I get it. Firsthand, I understand my process of getting off of hormonal birth control looked like acne and hair loss and years of dealing with so many symptoms because I didn't know what was going on with my body. It's why I do what I do now. But my clients do not have to deal with that. And we are going to talk about why so that you hopefully can avoid that too. In terms of what you can expect after hormonal birth control, some people come off of it and they don't struggle with a single symptom. They just come off and they feel better and everything's magical. But there are a lot of people who do, right? Whether that's acne, hair loss, missing periods, libido issues, post-pill PCOS. Because of how hormonal birth control impacts the body while we are taking it, we sort of have to clean up afterwards to make sure that we're not dealing with long-term effects. And I'm going to talk more about that in a minute. While I know it can be scary to hear about post-HBC symptoms, I can confidently say that to my knowledge, I have never had a client get off of it and want to get back on. They consistently feel like it's life-changing and worth it to be off, even if it takes a little bit of patience to feel better afterwards. Everyone's experience is different, obviously. This is just what I've seen in my work and the feedback that I have gotten from clients. So as I was like prepping for this episode and just kind of getting all my thoughts down on paper, I realized that... When I talk about hormonal birth control, it actually sounds insane to me that this exists. Like it sounds nuts. How fucking unnatural it sounds when I start talking about what it does to your body and how it works. If I was like, hey guys, so I don't like breathing anymore. Super inconvenient. Don't like it. Not a fan. I'm going to take this medication that stops my need to breathe. All good, right? The medication will sort of replace breathing for me. Like not completely. It's not quite the same thing as breathing. And it comes with a super long list of side effects. But look, it's fine because I'm not going to breathe anymore. And that's my goal. You would all be like, what the fuck? What the actual fuck are you doing? Now, of course, hormonal birth control, just like any medication, has an appropriate time and place. I think it is so amazingly helpful for people who are on it for something chronic, something debilitating like endometriosis. And the side effects are something that may go along with taking it just like any other necessary medication. 
But using it daily, day to day for period problems to stop periods for birth control actually feels wild to me when we understand how it works and what it does to our system. Like I just have to say that because every time lately that I have like really been thinking about hormonal birth control and writing about it and reading about it, I'm like, what, what, what the fuck? What the fuck is this? Because it just sounds absolutely absurd that we willingly take this and that it is normalized. And that is no shame on anyone who takes it or uses it or loves it. Like if that's your thing, absolutely go for it. But when you think about how it works, that feels bonkers to me. And if you're here, you're probably feeling something similar. Um, You're wanting to get off of it for whatever reason. And I just wanted to point that out because it really consistently blows my mind. Anywho, first I want to dig into the fact that most forms of hormonal birth control work by preventing ovulation. And this is relevant to the process of getting off. As I've talked about before, ovulation is the main event of the cycle and a key part of our overall health. We love ovulation. I am ovulation's biggest fan. One of the reasons many people struggle after hormonal birth control is because their bodies are not ovulating. Because with most, with most forms of HPC, your natural cycle was, you know, you can't see me doing quotes, but turned off. You can think of the hormones and hormonal birth controls as endocrine disruptors. So their job is to essentially disrupt your natural hormone process and kind of replace them. For lack of a better word, the toxins in HBC are meant to substitute your hormones, but they don't fully replace your own hormones. They're just sort of a stand-in. Dr. Felice Gersh is an OBGYN who does not love hormonal birth controls, feels very similar to how I do about them. And some way, a way that she described it one time was that it's like putting diesel in a gasoline tank. The car is still going to go, but it may not function as well as you'd like it to. It may be hard on the engine. I'm not a car person, but you get the idea. I'm full of metaphors today, guys. Like, they're just popping off. Anyways... Um, one of the things we really want to prioritize after HBC because of this is regaining healthy, regular ovulations. That's the goal, right? We want to have ovulatory cycles so that we can feel good, get all the amazing hormones of ovulation, have that normal fluctuation and flow. Now to do that, we are likely going to have to address some lifestyle factors, such as ones I've talked about in past episodes, like sleeping and eating enough. But we also want to consider what hormonal birth control has done to the body while we're on it and how that may be influencing ovulations and um, cycle health. Two specific areas I like to focus on, nutrients and gut health. Hormonal birth control has been known to impact how we absorb nutrients and can lead to nutrient deficiencies, specifically folic acid, B vitamins, vitamin C, vitamin E, as well as magnesium, selenium, and zinc. One of the things that I wish I had done even before getting off of hormonal birth control was getting on some sort of women's multi or some sort of um, supplementation for this. I have two brands of multis that I really like for this that I will link in the show notes. We also know that HPC can impact gut health. It's really common for people to have gut issues, IBS, constipation, food sensitivities, etc., while on hormonal birth control and after they get off of it. So we want to start implementing gut health supportive habits and nutrition as soon as possible. Warm broths, a probiotic, making sure we are having daily healthy bowel movements, all can be key to working on gut health. And then finally, I do want to add, I like to support the body's natural detoxification process. We have organs that are amazing at detoxing. They don't need us to take a detox supplement or drink any detox teas, but they certainly don't mind extra support. So that literally means things like helping fuel the liver and support the kidneys. 
And obviously that takes maybe a little bit more understanding and research into how these organs function and how they take care of our bodies. And then figuring out liver supportive supplements, liver supportive teas, again, not detox things, things that are just supporting our organs and helping them function to the best of their abilities, as well as like habits that we can do to help support that. If getting off of hormonal birth control with as few transitional setbacks as possible is your goal, my best advice above all else is to prepare the body. I often describe it as an on-off switch. Your body is going from making its own hormones pre-HPC to being told that those aren't necessary when you're on HPC to all of a sudden being told, oh wait, you do actually need to start making these again. That is a big ask, especially if years have gone by without your body having to do this. Oftentimes our body either fails to jump back to it in an efficient time or it overdoes it. One of the ways we can help is just prepping our body for that transition for a few months if you have the choice. I shoot for one to two, up to three months if possible. During this time, I would go ahead and start providing extra support to my liver and my detoxification process, making sure that I am taking supplements to address nutritional deficiencies like we chatted about, and eating nourishing foods and making sure that I'm eating enough. Now, if you are already off of HPC and you are just listening to this episode, do not panic. Prepping for a few months is ideal, but it certainly doesn't mean it is make or break. If you got off HPC, even within the past 12 months, I'd still recommend digging into this stuff and working on all the topics I mentioned in this episode. Everything mentioned here is a solid starting point for kicking off your HPC breakup. So use this information to dig into your own research and discuss your options with your healthcare provider. If you are looking for more guidance in terms of getting off of HPC, I do have a mini course called Breaking Up with HPC that I will link in the show notes. This course is also a bonus inside of my program Hormone Bootcamp, so I will link that as well. I appreciate you tuning in and I will catch you in the next episode. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Get Clitorate. We drop a new episode every Tuesday and Thursday, so make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. Follow us on Instagram at Get Clitorate and join us in the free Get Clitorate Facebook group linked in show notes.